physics. Even though we adults share the same physical space as the children, we don't really know what they're doing. There's a parallel world layered on the playground that only children inhabit, with a terrain that only they can see, and rules that only they hold sacred. I never encountered Ling Ling Tut in the playgrounds of England after we left Hong Kong. But another Chinese game, Xiu Ming, revealed itself to be a close cousin of Patty Cake, which would become an English favorite of my sister's. The game had crossed the same oceans as we had, but we took a flight. How did the game travel? This question has been fascinating teachers, folklorists, and social scientists for over a century. This tape was recorded almost 50 years ago by the amateur folklorist Iona Opie, who, along with her husband Peter, collected playground clapping games from all over the UK over the course of many decades. One man who knows the story well is Andrew Byrne. I am professor of English media and drama. He's been leading research projects to digitize the OP's extensive archive. But his interest began long before he became an academic on the subject. When I was a teacher, I had a class in about 1986, I think, who I took on a trip to London on the coach. And on the way back, I realized that three of them in the seat behind me were singing songs but also this clapping noise. And I turned around and I could see this, this very rhythmic clapping going on. So I researched it a little bit and I found the Opie's book, The Singing Game. Two hands and you say, see, see, my, and then you So who were the Opie's and what triggered their interest in the clapping game? They were really um, amateur scholars. They weren't affiliated to any university. And Peter Opie was kind of interested in, I guess, folkloric investigations into culture. And they came across the idea of children's play in the 50s and decided they want to find out more about it. Iona Opie particularly went out into the field with her trusty tape recorder um, and recorded children's play. Yes, now, let's say where I am. I'm at, I'm at Aylesbury. OK, shall I say one, two, three or something? Yeah. Yeah. One, two, three. They were doing things that nobody had done with children in recognising these invisible cultures that pass under the radar that adults often just don't notice. They were very interested in the oral transmission of games, the fact that it's kind of ephemeral, it's just in the air, and yet somehow they persist. So this kind of bush telegraph process of oral transmission I mean, it's a kind of interesting question about whether that's more rapid or effective than contemporary social media transmission. Hannibal crossed the Alps. Did he hypnotize elephants to believe they were mountain goats on a mission? They say elephants remember everything. They say, from that day, all the elephants knows their way across from this world to the next, from this flesh to that nether body akin to phantom limb memory. The Alps should have known better than to cross Hannibal. A female voice says, Eine Nottote. One who is not dead. Eine Nottote. Eine Nottote. Eine Nottote. 
it's sort of the holy grail for the ghost hunter. It's a method of actually communicating with dead people. 4, 12, 56.